Okay. Ready? We'll do. A, let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six. Okay. But do. But you got to do the ands. One and two and three and four. That. Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Together, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Nope. Here we go. Okay. One and two and three and four and five and. Oh, I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. That was like, it was actually not as bad as last time, because the last time I had on, like, Bluetooth wireless headphones, so there was like an added... Three quarters of a second. So I simply don't understand how any of it works. Sometimes there's a delay. Sometimes it's synced up. I don't understand why if you hear a delay, it still syncs up fine. Like I just simply don't understand what's. I don't either. It's sort of like Einstein's theory of relativity. Like I can repeat that back, but I don't know what it means, and I don't think anybody does, including Einstein. Yeah, they don't know. Anyways, Einstein's. In the grave, yeah, he, he died. A, he died a couple he, of years ago. He did die. Wasn't he like twenty seventeen? Yeah, summer of twenty, late summer twenty seventeen. Yeah, I knew it was. I knew it was a while ago. Yeah, it was sad. I went to the funeral. Anyways, so hey, welcome everybody to the podcast. I'm Bob Schneider, and I'm Clint Wells. So this is our first podcast. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Clint? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Uh, well, because um, we've recorded like three other podcasts. Yeah, my my initial feeling was a feeling of shock. I'm shocked that it's our first podcast. <laughs> I thought but we this are, is I thought we would have had like eight out by now. <laughs> well, we've recorded a number of podcasts, but this is the first official podcast. Oh, maybe at some later date we'll put out some of the old classic podcasts that were never aired. Like you know. Eventually, they're just basically fly on the wall conversations that you and I would have on a tour bus, anyway. Right. I guess we should tell people what <laughs> what they're listening to. Yeah. Which is what we've decided to do is we're going to do thirty minute podcasts of me and Clint just chatting with each other about stuff, and it really can be about anything. It won't be about politics. Um, Per se, because I don't know anything about politics. Uh, I'm not going to speak for Clint, but I don't know shit. So we're not going to talk about that. We will talk about religion, because I feel <laughs> like I know as much about religion as anybody else on earth. Well, I actually went to Bible college and was an evangelical Christian for about a decade. So, Yeah. So you know just as much as I do. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I it's like full of- I spent a lot of time thinking I knew a lot about that stuff. Yeah. And of course, yeah, now now as an atheist, I'm like, oh, I don't know shit. But I don't even think you're an atheist, so... Oh, we, I'm definitely not an atheist. Yeah, we disagree on almost... Every, we, the only thing we actually do agree on is that Christianity is probably not true. <laughs> no, not probably. It's <laughs> not true. <laughs> all, all religions are not true. Well, welcome to I'm okay, you're okay. I'm not okay, you're not okay. <laughs> We're just going to lead off, I guess, with Christianity is definitely not true. How about the all religions are not true? But here's what I'm not going to talk about on this. Other religions. I'll talk about Christianity all day long because I'm not getting a damn fatwa thrown on my ass. 
by yeah. saying Jesus doesn't exist. I'll just get some Christian just signing off and going, I'm not listening to this podcast. Right. Which is okay. Which is, which, yeah, it's totally fine. It's okay. It is fine. <laughs> yeah. Here's what, here's what I discovered a long time ago in the music business. Like you can get a huge Christian rock following just by, by writing some songs about Christianity or Jesus or God, and you'll get a lot of people following you. And then I was like, what do you get out of that? Oh, you get a bunch of dumb motherfuckers in the audience looking to you for answers. And I'm like, I don't want that audience. I, I, so just by the proxy of my job and growing up in the South, I know several bands that it, it's so ironic because they basically proverbially made a deal with the devil so they could get those fans early on by kind of walking that terrible line. And then they started to get some notoriety and then they were real bummed that they did that. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like they, they basically oh, yeah. hated their religious fans and they, it's just like, I'd hear them bitch about that. And it's like, you can't have all of it, man. You guys need to fucking lay in the bed you made. I won't say the names of these bands, but People probably know them. Creed. <laughs> well, Creed is one of those bands. I don't know Oh, them, for sure. But, you know, that whole Mile in Prison, they were like, we can get a lot of fucking religious slow tards on, on the Creed train <laughs> if we just sort of didn't... Because all they really did was when they were asked about religion, they just didn't say anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they never said, like, oh, Jesus. They were just like, hmm, a lot of Christian undertones. They were like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Hmm. Can we can we explore the word slow tones? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, we've definitely peeled we've peeled a few viewers off this podcast already. I feel like this is a fast moving car through Zombie City. <laughs> and we've on. already we've oh. already lost quite a few zombies. Oh. oh, you better hang on. I hope you're holding on. I hope you're strapped in. Strap in, motherfucker, because <laughs> we're going to be saying some shit that not everybody approves of, at least in today's culture. Well, let's Good just God. well let's just say this. I mean, this isn't a this is a podcast for adults, and if you, you need to you need to have your big boy and big girl pants on because you have to be able to you have to be able to listen to ideas that you disagree with and be in conversation with people that you disagree with. Don't you think that's important as a human being? Yeah, for sure it's important. Here's the other thing that I think people need to realize about both of us, you and me. We may say things like slow tards, but here's what both of us are. Progressive thinkers, we care about people. We care about, we're not sexist. We're not misogynists. We're not racists. We're not, I'm, I mean, I'm not even anti-religious. I, if you're religious, great. Be religious. Just don't come to me with your religion and expect me to buy into it because I don't. And uh, so we're going to talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about in whatever way we want to talk about it. And if some people think that it's politically incorrect or, or we're being insensitive, we're not insensitive people. I would say both of us are extremely sensitive people and very empathetic. Yeah, totally. I mean, this is a Having podcast. Said- <laughs> this, is, this is fun. This, but this, is, we're, this is funny and fun. and We're having fun. And so... By having fun, we're going to say stuff like slow tarts. Now, are we, are, are we going to go call people slow tarts? To their, are we going to go to the next Creed reunion and go through the audience and go, you guys are slow tarts? No, we wouldn't do that. Well, if I got into a time machine to go insult the slow tarts in real time who were buying Creed <laughs> records, I'd be talking to myself because it's true, Bob. I bought the first three Creed records. I there did. You go. I did. <laughs> oh, I... I, I'm sorry to hear that, and I'm, uh, <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have. Hey, man, but, uh, we, everyone has been making fun of Creed since Creed happened, 
but 80 million people bought the some people were buying the records. Oh yeah. They were hugely you, successful. You can't find anyone who will fucking admit it. It's like someone was buying those. It's almost people do this with Kiss too. People like make fun of Kiss. Eh, someone was buying the records and going to all the shows, okay? All right. Uh, well, you and me are both huge Kiss fans, so it's I mean, I'm going to I'm going to love Kiss until I die. And I saw them. I never saw them as a child. I listened to their records and and looked at their photos for hours and hours and imagined mm-hmm. all kinds of craziness. But I finally went to their show as a 40-something adult, and I thought it was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. And felt like had I seen this as a teenager, my whole musical trajectory would have been changed i mean how many guitar players play guitar because they saw kiss or saw a picture of ace fraley uh 345,000 285 is that is that accurate can we get can we get snopes on that i just i just talked to jeff snopes and he gave me that number (laughs) was it jeff there's a there's a guy that doesn't have any lower body that's why I said a half. Oh, he's okay. a guitar player. He's he's in a, he sits in a, he he has bionic legs, but he's still considered a half a person. Jeff Snopes? No, not Jeff. This guy that he mentioned, who was a guitar player that was influenced by Kiss. Oh, okay, okay, that's good. That's Anyways, <laughs> did you see Kiss as a chill? As a chilled? <laughs> when I was a chilled. I, I I only use the hard eye on every word. So if if at any point there's a if I have to say the word time, I'm going to be saying Tim. So uh just keep that in mind if you start hearing some nonsense okay. come out of my mouth. Well I'm pretty sure that's the soft eye, not the hard eye. <laughs> I, who fucking knows? The short eye. That's a good I'm band using name. Short eye? Yeah, in my childhood, uh no, dude, the first concert I ever saw was Kiss. I 19... thought you were going to say the first concert you ever saw was Short Eye. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think one of the first times I ever masturbated was to uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, the third Oof. the third singer of uh, popular R and B female group TLC. Yeah, I, I, I am aware of who she is. They had a record you masturbated it. to her. I thought she was hot, man. Just because she had that one eye? Did she wear just a patch? She didn't have one eye. She just put like she just put a like a black marker line, like a football player, under her left eye. Oh, she wasn't. She. I just when I think of her in my mind, I think of somebody wearing some kind of yeah, a eye patch. She, she. She wasn't a pirate. She was in TLC. Oh, I know she was in TLC, and they called her Left Eye Lopez. But I thought it's because she wore a patch. Like if I were just to picture her, if I were to like. A sketch artist were to come to me right now and go, okay, we're going to need to follow Left Eye Lopez. She killed one of her ex-boyfriends. I would draw a picture of like one of the Bratz chicks from the cartoon series with a patch over one eye. Yeah. Well, and, you'd and I would hard, go, you'd have you, a hard should, time. you should easily find her with this You'd sketch. have a hard time finding her. She did burn her ex-boyfriend's house down. Oh, I know. I heard about that too. That was in the 90s. In the 1990s. I just wrote a song called I'm a Man. And uh, at the end of the song, I always tell people, this is the song I wrote about the guy who t- who uh, Left Eye Lopez <laughs> talks about in Scrubs. <laughs> that's and, pretty uh, funny. Uh, yeah, it works. It works. It's when you not... find something that's funny that works, you got to stick with it. Yeah, that's 
some people think a lot about how to be funny and they they make really calculated comedic movements. I tend to throw everything I got at the goddamn wall. Occasionally, every seven or eight years, <laughs> one thing will stick, and then that'll just right. be my thing for my whole life. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite bits that you do is called the tiniest bites of gum, which it's <laughs> yeah. hard. To de- it's hard to demonstrate on this podcast. We'll have to at some point do some video. We'll have to throw up some video of you doing it on YouTube so people can understand what it is. Because if you just explain it, it doesn't sound funny. And I've seen you do it now at least 10 or 15 times. And if you were to do it right now, I would start falling on the ground laughing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, that funny. It's always kind of like just a heavy suggestion. Like, hey, man, I, I kind of got, I know the way to chew gum. Like, I'll show it to you if you're interested. <laughs> Even now I'm starting to laugh because I can picture you doing it. And people listening to this right now are like, fuck these guys. They're tuning. We're losing some more people now. That's okay. Because too. they're like, they're like, that's not funny. But when you see it, you'll understand what it is. Yeah. Well, it works. What can I say? It, it works with my friends when we're in a bus. That's, that's my audience. Well, I only know me, so it works with me. Uh, you only know you, and do you know you, really? I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're <laughs> yeah. not okay. File that under the not okay column. <laughs> I, all right, I'll take your word for it. So part of this podcast is we were going to talk about things that we like or don't like. Is there anything this week that you are into or not into that you want to yeah, talk about? There is, and I, I did want to talk to you about it. Um, and this is for real, like this isn't drummed up for the show. I have been on a massive Dave Matthews band kick for like the last month. I can't quit listening to it. I I was a big fan when I was in high school and uh, had the hemp necklace and the Birkenstocks, the frosted tips. Kind of the frat bro culture guy. I was that guy. I'm, I'm sad to say that, to report that here. Many years have passed. A lot of things have changed. Uh, I no longer... I no longer identify with almost anything to do with any of that. But I just put the record on one day, about a month ago, one of their first three records, and I've just been really loving it. It's been bringing me a lot of joy, some nostalgia in there, but also they're damn good. And I think Dave Matthews is an underrated songwriter. And I I was telling someone the story you told me because you toured with Dave Matthews in the late 90s, right? Yeah. About how, like how personable he was, how charming he was off stage, right? Like you said that like if you were to meet him tomorrow, he would still remember your name. He he's a guy. He's one of the few guys I've met. I've met a few people like this. I feel like you're one of those people, Clint. Uh you're there people that you meet that make you feel kind of special, that make you feel like they're they see you and that you're special. And and you walk away from from the interaction with the person going, oh, I feel good about myself because of it. Uh, he's one of them. The guy, uh, Jack Valente, who was the guy who ran the uh, the uh, Oscar, the Academy uh, for years and years. He's dead. But he was another one of those guys. Uh, uh, George W. Bush. Uh, I met him when he was governor. He had that same uh, appeal. Uh, I wasn't necessarily a fan of him as a president, but when I met him as a person, he, uh, he had that thing. That there's people that have that thing where you walk away and you go, oh, I, I like this guy. Um, 
Uh, I've met Barack Obama. He had it. Uh, I've never met uh, Bill Clinton, but I know a lot of people that have met him, and they say he's the most charming person they've ever met in their life. And Dave Matthews was that way, and he's that way off stage, and he's obviously that way on stage. He's a guy who wants to give he wants to make you feel good it's the secret to his success he's hmm. a great he's a great songwriter that's a great band full of amazing musicians but at the end of the day he went out there and gave people what they want i i read an interview with him where he was talking about being a bartender uh which is what he did i guess before he was able to make a living as a musician and he said he would always give people extra put extra alcohol in their drinks yeah i've seen that too because he wanted them to 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 get a good like have a good experience and that's what he delivers all the time on and off stage what do you think about him so you do you think he's a good songwriter like i am i'm interested in you particular because i think you're a great songwriter and well so i'll tell you, i'll tell you the story that i told you mm-hmm. which is we were so we were on tour for a couple months and this was uh, during his first record, where he went from being unknown to really a, a, just a national superstar. During, so what year was it? Was this like 95 or something? It's 94 is when that record came yeah, out. Yeah, Under the Table uh, and Dreaming. Or it might have come out at the beginning of 95. might have been either the beginning of 95 or the end of 94, but it was right in that area. And, um, and he was just blowing up. Um, and the band was getting huge. And we were the first of three. It was us, then Big Head Todd, and then... Uh, Dave Matthews. And and it, when that tour started, it they were supposed to flip-flop every uh, night, depending on what part of the country. Because uh, Big Ed Todd was bigger in parts of the country than Dave Matthews so it was, was like at a, the it beginning was like a, of the tour. It was like a co-headline. Is that what it was? It was a, it was a co-headline. But uh, literally a couple weeks into the tour, they were like, uh, we need to just make this Dave Matthews finishing every night because he was getting to be so huge during that tour. But one night we're hanging out in the uh, dressing room and, and I'll I'll say this, I mean, uh, those guys were, I mean, we were the opening band. We had nothing in our dressing room and those guys were the co-headliners. So they, their dressing rooms were stocked. So we'd go in there and just drink all their shit every night. And uh, so we were in there one night uh, in, in Dave's dressing room and we're hanging out and Dave Matthews had a guitar and, uh, I mean, this is how long ago this was. Because, I mean, could you imagine me ever doing this since you've known me where I'm, like, in the dressing room jamming? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't – that's something a young man does. That is a young man's game for sure. That's a young man – so I'm young. We're in the dressing room. We're drinking, uh, uh, you know – copious amounts of alcohol and he's and i'm like hey man why don't you play something and i'll just make up some shit because i'm like you know i'm a musician i'm a songwriter i'm a badass motherfucker and he's like yeah let's do it so he starts playing some you know chords and stuff and i start singing my bullshitty bluesy (laughs) american-based rock shit that i'm making up and i'm feeling pretty good about it i'm like yeah Top that motherfucker. He, he, he likes this. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, that's really, that was awesome. That was great. And he goes, and I was kind of hearing this. And now he starts playing. He's not playing any sort of traditional blues chords. There's, his chord structures are weird. He's playing weird chords. He's playing, you know, these progressions that are different. Rhythmically, they're kind of in t- different sounding. And then he starts singing a melody on top of that that has nothing to do with what he's playing. 
but it all fits together. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it was the first time I realized, oh, this guy's operating with some different information because I guess he grew up in South Africa or something. So he heard different things. And so he was influenced by different things. His brain was just working differently. And that it was from that moment on, I was like, oh, well, let me go back and listen to this stuff. I'm like, oh, this shit is way more complex and sophisticated than I'd ever even imagined. It, it really, and, it really is. I mean, the, the the stuff he plays and sings at the same time is is pretty amazing. It's crazy, yeah. And you're a guitar player, so you know what it takes to play what he's playing and then sing over. Well, it's just he's one of those artists that th- there's a culture about the band that is easy to make fun of. But really, I think the work he's doing on the records, he, he you know, he's like a lot of bands. I, I don't really think the newer stuff's as good, but those that those first three or four records are pretty special. Anyway, so I don't know if I'm having some sort of nostalgic thing. Like, do you have a you have a band from your childhood that you just dip into occasionally? Do you ever go back to stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think anything that I listened to as a teenager, uh, I'm gonna love whether it was good or not. Um, I I think the bands that I really loved loved as a teenager that were my favorite bands it's impossible for me to separate myself from that music so I can't really be objective in terms of like is this good or is it not good kind of where it can be objective is if it was something that was popular at the time that maybe I liked that kind of reminds me of that time in my life but then I'm like uh this is some real bullshit (laughs) you know yeah and uh, there's plenty of that um for sure yeah. Uh, well, what's one thing that you like? So I'm doing uh, Dave Matthews Band. That's my new thing that I'm ex- real excited about. What's yours? What What do you like? I just saw this movie called Eighth Grade, which was phenomenal. Yeah, I've read about it. It was. I'm not going to tell you anything about it because I don't want I don't want to spoiler it. But I will say, it's fantastic. It's sort of the the chick who's the star. Uh, should be nominated for an Oscar. Uh, I, I feel like it's going to be one of those like it'll be nominated for best film. Well, like or it's something. about it's about a, an eighth grader, right? A chick who's in eighth grade, it's, right? It's about an eighth grade girl, and 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 it's very similar in tone to uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Did you ever oh, see yeah. that movie? Loved it. So that Jennifer Jason Lee character, I think she's in ninth or tenth grade in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, and so this girl's in eighth grade and this just feels like an updated version of that. Uh, but for 2018. Yeah. And nice. it's really like a, it's eye opening in terms of like, Oh wow, this is what these kids are. This is what that culture is now, which I kind of know a little bit about because my son's 13 and he's about to go into eighth grade. So I kind of see it from watching him, but I'm not in, I'm not going to school. I'm not in that world. And uh, this does a really good job of like kind of, you know, taking a look at that situation, which is, uh, you know, it's heavy. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. Heavy and heartbreaking. I, you know? I, I mean, I do remember feeling like going to school sometimes felt like a war zone. Like it, it was hard. Sometimes school was really hard. Like if you... If if things had gotten sideways with a with a group of people, or you were sideways with your friend group, or someone wanted to kick your ass, or you had a girl situation, your girlfriend started dating your friend, 
going to school is like a nightmare sometimes. Did you have that experience? I hated school. I mean, yeah. I didn't realize how much I hated it until I actually was out of school. Because I had been sort of, you know, like when you're in it, you're just like, oh, that's just the way it is. It's like right. your mom's cooking. You just get used to it, and that's what it is. And then later, you're like, oh, that shit was not as good as I thought it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there, when you're a kid, there are no options. Like, you got to go. You're going. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's amazing how kids are able to adapt to whatever their environment is. They yeah. could be living in a fucking garbage heap in India and that just becomes the way life is and they're, they're not like, oh look at my shitty fly covered trash can bed oh blah blah <laughs> they're like, hey check it out, I found a goddamn fucking hook in this pile of shit yeah, I got a shit covered hook Woohoo! let's play pirates but you gotta do that in a in a Indian accent to make it really work. Wow, man. Okay. Well, follow that under I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm okay. Or actually, <laughs> shit covered hook is pretty good, actually. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, I, I'm I'm loving that movie a lot. Oh, I'll tell you the other movie that I saw that I guess flew under the radar or flew under my radar is that I don't know if it's called Cock Blockers or just Blockers. But have no, you seen that movie? Yeah, I've seen the trailer for it. Uh, it it's doesn't like a, look... It's, it's like a bunch of parents that are trying to keep their kids from... Well, it's John Cena, it's Leslie Mann, and some... Uh, the other guy's name I can't remember. And they're parents of these three kids and uh, th these three girls. And they become friends because their girls all go to school together in first grade. And uh, and now their their daughters are graduating uh, and going to prom, and they've made a pact to lose their virginity on prom night. And then they find out about it, and their their, their job is to try to like stop them from doing it. But man, it is so funny. And John Cena is amazing. I he do, is hilarious. I, what, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what I know him from. Well, he was in he was in uh, in Trainwreck with. Uh, with uh, Schumer, uh, yeah. he played her. He played her boyfriend at the beginning. Okay, gotcha. I love uh, Leslie Mann. She's fantastic. She's just. I I, I want to like, you know, some some famous people, dudes or chicks or whatever, depending on what your preferences are. You're like they're hot. They're there's something. They're a hot celebrity or whatever. The Angelina Jolies, Leslie Mann. I'm like, mm, I want to marry her or like, I want to go to brunch with her. I want to have a relationship with her. You know what I'm saying? You ever feel she that way? seems like she would be real cool. She just seems like a good lady to to take home to mom and dad. Yeah, and you know she's married to Judd Apatow. Oh, really? No, yeah. I don't think that's Leslie Mann, is it? Yeah, that's his wife. And she starred in This Is 40 and did all, no, all those movies. That's not Leslie Mann, dude. Are you sure? Hold on. No, oh, it wait. is. Trust it me, is. I looked it up. Oh, it I'm is. thinking about... I, Leslie Bibb or Leslie Bibb? God damn it. I'm getting this chick wrong. <laughs> Fuck. Leslie Bibb is a porn actress. No, with Leslie big boobs. Bibb. I'm thinking about Leslie Bibb. She was in the Iron Man movies and she, she was, was in, in that movie Dibs on Bibbs. <laughs> <laughs> what? It was all it was all anal. Oh. It was an all anal tour de force. Oh. Dibs on Bibbs. One, two, and three. Someone someone did recently like tag me in a uh like a viral meme bullshit thing that was like four movies that 
changed your life? Because like you, I'm pretty serious about movies and I'm a big film lover and all that stuff. And it was everyone was taking it real seriously, like where you post like four movie posters. People were putting like Shawshank Redemption and The Godfather and shit. And I did all four like um, uh, gay uh, like uh, spoof titles, like Saving Ryan's Privates, uh, Bitanic, Edward Penis Hands. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a guy just got he had, instead of fingers he has penises? You know, I didn't watch the movies. I just uh-huh. looked I just looked them up. But that was my serious submission back to them. By and the way, yeah. pa- pass, 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 pass. <laughs> Next. Yeah, I'll read the Wikipedia page on that on the synopsis on that one before I check that out. Oh, is, I thought it, have we gone through all of them or was there another one? Oh, the Boomcock Saints was the fourth one. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> boomcock saints no like the boondock saints the boomcock saints oh boomcock i thought boom boomdock <laughs> was like some kind of thing where you like boomdock somebody that's where you just like get on their dick and then poop on it <laughs> <laughs> yo you want to boomdock me oh my god no but what the fuck why not we got time all right well we're hey we're almost out of time on our very first episode of i'm okay you're okay you got anything you want to uh, tell people about coming up or or tell them about your podcast uh well i, I co-host an all metallica podcast called metal up podcast you guys can check that out if you're interested in the band metallica if not i don't know maybe you would like it anyway but it's on well the i'm not I, I mean i like metallica but i'm not like a metallica head or anything and i've listened to your podcast it's great it's it's informative it's funny you guys are uh it's great pod if you if you like uh listening to people chat about stuff uh it's it's more than just uh it's more than just for uh metalheads i recommend listening, i recommend heads. well i think you're saying that i recommend listening to it in a pod like find a pod take in your iphone and your headphones and listen to the pod while while hibernating in a pod that's the best <laughs> right. way to do it okay <laughs> <laughs> all right uh cool anything else uh, uh i don't think so what about you uh, well, I've got my own podcast called The Song Club, uh, and uh, I have a Patreon uh, thing that you can go to, uh, so uh, www.patreon.com backslash Bob Schneider, and you can uh, be part of the Patreon thing, And, uh, and uh, but you can also listen to the uh, Song Club podcast for free anytime you want. Uh, and I uh, got a new record out called Blood and Bones. That I, I think you play on a track on uh, Sing About Love. I think yeah. you're on that, right? I am. Yeah, so, I, I think it's a great record. I love it. Thanks. Uh, so there's that, and uh, we'll see you on the next. I'm okay. You're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. All right. See you later. Peace. Peace.